All right, guys, today we're going to have a conversation on what's your motive? We just finished watching Craig Rochelle interview Patrick Lencioni, and I don't know about you guys, but I've got so many mind-blowing things written down here that I'm like, I can't wait to use these. So uh, I'll go ahead and throw it over to Chad to start us out. Man, it's taken me a while here to scroll to the beginning of my notes, you know. <laughs> so just a few things. And, and first of all, I thought that I never knew who this guy was. So thanks, Joel, for introducing us to, to Patrick. I thought a lot of what he had to say was just absolutely incredible. Um, he talked about two reasons people become leaders. And one was, you know, for power and respect and authority and all that. And then the second was responsibility. Uh, burden, having a burden for others. And, and that fact that he said what is required of us in leadership is very often a burden, right? It's not all just, uh, what do we say, flowers and unicorns and, you know, tacos. <laughs> there's, there's, there's stuff that comes along with it that's the, the stinky, the, the stinky, messy part um, that's very, very necessary. He talked about how servant leadership should be the only kind and because of our selfish nature, um, the drift is always towards reward-centered leadership. So we have to be aware of that. We have to be aware that left unchecked, that our default mode or our drift is selfishness. And it's just, it's just how it is. And so we have to have things in place to, to constantly remind us of servant leadership. Uh, the, another, thing, another thing I wrote down was how avoiding conflict is selfish. And this is a tough one for me. Um, cause I do not like conflict. I don't, I don't enjoy conflict. It, I'm a very chill, relaxed person. If you want to get me stressed out and frustrated and my face turning red and stuff, just say, Hey, we're going to have to go have this conversation with this person. I'm like, Oh, come on. Is there any way to not do this? And, but that's selfish. That's just the flat out truth. Um, tell people the truth in love. Otherwise you're harming them and being selfish. And this, this is something I've really seen play out uh, with my wife, because my wife is one of those, she just, it's, when I first met her, I thought that she actually loved conflict, which was very strange. It's not that she loves conflict. She loves authenticity, transparency, you know, uh, giving people the truth and love. It's, it's just, she, she loves that. And I love how I said too, that a meeting is a group of leaders just sitting at a table solving problems. That's so, that's so awesome. And the next one I wrote down here was healthy organizations grow and thrive. Um, I, I, th I love that principle, that philosophy that all healthy things grow. And so sometimes we just have to look and we have to look at our organization and say, here's where we were last month. Here's where we were this month. Things didn't grow. So it can't, it must not be healthy. And so what can I do to ensure that moving forward, my organization is healthy because as you've seen by now, it's kind of like, a, you know, if we're all going to sit here and, and uh, create a college, we would automatically know that we're going to have people graduating every year. And so the goal of a college is that your freshman class is always larger than your senior class, right? If you're, if you run a college and your senior class starts to be larger than your freshman class, then you know, you're in trouble. You know, your numbers are going down, you know, the school's emptying, and so it's the same exact thing with our business. There's people graduating all the time, whether they're graduating onto another career or another company or whatever. 
right? We know that there's people coming in and people going out, people coming in, people going out. It's just the way it is. And so if it's healthy, we have more coming in. We have more new customers joining than old customers leaving, more distributors coming in. And that's just, that's just the way that this is created. So, you know, he talked about uh, uh, our motive, you know, this, this new book, doing it in service of, doing it in service of others, demand others uh, with you have the same mindset that we're secondary to the mission and then creating a culture around how we work. And this is probably my favorite part we got of this. And this is something that I'm going to implement right away when he was talking about uh, when is the last time someone pushed on you hard, right? And this is something very, very intentional to create a culture where it's safe for people to approach you and me and let us know we messed it up, right? Because if you're not, if you don't do that intentionally, then people won't feel secure and safe. In the military, we call it having an open door policy. It was like, hey, I'm in charge, uh, and you're, you have this different leadership. And maybe there's five, six people between me and, and this brand-new soldier, but I want them to know that they can approach me at any moment, knock on the door, open door policy, come in, and just share what's going on. So inviting real feedback. So let's, I'm just going to put this into practice real quick right now. So right now, if you're watching this or you're listening to this, hey, what's one thing that you love about this uh, you know, Joel and Tay and I coming on here and sharing things. And what's something that we could get better at, you know, just, just share whatever, one thing that you love and one thing that we could improve on. You know, in the military, we call it an AAR after action review. So every time we would do a, a, a day, an event, a mission, uh, training, we would get the, everyone together after the training, we would say three things we should sustain or three things we should continue for the next time. What are three? And people would raise their hand, you know, and sometimes they were silly, like, I like the weather, you know, things you can't control, right? Let's keep this weather next time. I'm like, shut up. Let's go on to the next guy. <laughs> and then three things that we can improve on. So maybe if we were running early in the morning and someone fell in a hole and twisted their ankle, they say, hey, the next time let's check the route out first, put a, a light next to that hole. So when they, and you're like, great idea. And we get better and we're able to improve constantly. And that's part of, you know, the, this process of having any sort of business, if you have a plan, you do your plan, you review your plan. And the only way that when you review your plan, it's going to get better is if it, you have some kind of feedback. And when you have a team, that's a whole lot of brains. You know, when, when Joel plus Tay plus me, one plus one doesn't equal three here. One plus one plus one equals like 15 because together we can brainstorm and have a mastermind and, and come up with something that's, that's really, really helpful. So. Um, so this is my favorite one. I'm going to go back to my team and get together and I jotted down here doubles and above. And I want to know, I want to know what's going on in their head. Well, I want to know what they think about me. I want to know, uh, what do, what am I doing? Well, and I want to know specifically what I'm not doing well and what I could do better at and see, here's what's going to happen is when they, when we go through this exercise, they're going to go back then and they're going to ask their teams and they're going to find some things out because whether we realize it or not, we all have blind spots. We have things that we think we're doing areas we think we're doing fine in, but everyone else that knows us doesn't think we're doing fine in those areas. But unless it gets brought up, we won't know. So I think part of this in leadership, it's having the courage to have people check you. Um, and, and I want to have people around me that have the courage to let me know when I suck or when I'm screwing something up. So and that's why I love Tay and Joel, because I know I know they won't let me get away with things that I shouldn't get away with. So appreciate you guys. And uh, just, uh, I thought this one was really, really good.
That was awesome, Chad. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about doing the same thing, <clears throat> going into my, my leadership group and saying, hey, what's the number one thing that I do awesome? And then what's the number one thing that you can't stand that I do constantly? But then watch it be crickets. So if you guys are listening to this, if my leadership is listening to this right now, make sure you go and comment on that. If you didn't, make sure you go back and scroll through until you find it and then comment on it. <laughs> oh, it's going to be an awesome day, right, guys? Uh, all right, Tay, what do you got? Yeah, this was a good one. And it was, I think it's so good because you can actually apply it. Like you say, like you can apply it right away. I think one of the things that really stuck out to me, he said, if you, if you aren't willing to uh, take the praise, then you probably can't handle uh, the criticism. And I think with me, like I, for some reason, I think it's, I find it difficult to accept it when people compliment me. And like, it's the craziest thing in the world, but many times I try to justify why they're complimenting. It's like, no, like just accept the fact that they're complimenting you. So, uh, and I think it's a true, like if I can't handle that, then when people criticize me, of course I'm gonna be judgmental or I'm gonna shut them out right away. So just kind of being open. Uh, the first thing that he said that really stuck out to me, he said, leaders must do hard and difficult things. And I think that's super important because as he listed those five, I think uh, the main thing why a lot of leaders struggle just before they get to those five is, the fact that they aren't willing to change. Uh, they're so stuck in their ways and many times their ways, are they aren't willing to be criticized by their team. They aren't willing to be uh, vulnerable with their, t with their team and open up and ask these questions. But I think as you ask these questions, it allows you to be uh, more effective and it, it allows you to lead your team in a different uh, standpoint where it's not you doing everything, but it's you guys as a collective group uh, that's doing everything. And it's also showing your team that you're willing to learn that you're still growing and you're willing to grow along with them. So uh, I thought that was uh, important. And the second thing he said, uh, which I think is super important, uh, is he said repeating yourself. He said you have to be the chief repeating officer. And uh, when he said that, I thought about the, uh, a book that Andy Stanley wrote, and he said uh, the book was Making Vision Stick. And he says, you have to constantly repeat yourself. Like you said, even when you're bored and you're tired of hearing it yourself, you have to constantly uh, repeat yourself. He said, you have to be consistent, you have to be clear, and you have to be concise. You have to continue to remind people where they're going each and every day because as, as you don't, then life is happening to all of us at the same time. So if you remind them of the vision, you're keeping the main thing the main thing. You continue to point them in the direction that, you know, you may be going through this, but look where we're going. Look where we're headed. And it keeps them focused on, you know, keeping their hope intact. But also at the same time, it gives them something to run towards. Uh, and the third thing that he said, and I loved it because it took me back to my, just my football playing days. Uh, he said, people become a leader because of reward or responsibility. And I think all the way back to when I first started, like first thing I said, I want to be a quarterback. I had no idea that being a quarterback meaning that you have to sacrifice so many things that you had to actually not just, you know, celebrate throwing the touchdown passes or doing the amazing things, but you had to lead the huddle. Like you have to learn not just your position, not just uh, the play that you have to do. You have to learn the linemen. You have to learn the receivers, the running back. You have to know what everybody's doing. So for me, understanding at a young age, like with that position and with that title, responsibility come along with that. So with this company, like when you say like you want to promote to these uh, these uh, high, high ranks, uh, diamond and above, you have to understand responsibility come with that. You can't just talk about the six lists and the steps of success. You have to do the six lists and the steps of success every single day. You have to lead by example. And I think that's the thing I love about it because it gives you room to grow. It, it lets your team know like, hey, I don't have it all together, but together we're going to do these things. If we do these power hours, I'm not going to tell you, hey, go jump on the power hour. I'm going to be on here with you. 
I'm going to show you the conversation that I'm having and teach you how to have these conversations as well. So uh, I love about it because the responsibility, once you're doing it as a collective unit, you're coming together and you're brainstorming. You're like, how do you respond to this person? And you actually have a team that are doing it together. It reminds you like, hey, we're growing together. And at the same time, it also takes the burden off you. It lets you know, like, because I know many of us, uh, we see people get in this business. And that's, that's why I love the fact when he mentioned Matt Marr, he said, it's that burden for the people. You want to help them so bad. Like, you see people in their, their circumstances, you know that why, and you just want it so bad for them. And many times you want it more for them than they want for themselves. And I think that's the burden that many of us carry because we see the possibility that they have. We see the potential that they have, but they aren't willing to make that effort and that work. And I think many times that's where a lot of leaders kind of get frustrated in that. But I think you have to find ways to enjoy that and to find ways to meet that person where they are and lead them according to the speed that they want to go. If you want to go with a 10 with this person, but they're only willing to go with to, they're not going to go. All they're going to do is get tired of you and they're probably going to quit and start avoiding you, probably block you on social media. So you have to go out of two or three with that person. You have to take those baby steps with those person, reminding them along the way why they started and what the ultimate goal is for them. Uh, and just the last thing uh, that he said, it was uh, focus on what you can give and not what you can get. And I love that. And things that I wrote down was uh, I thought about a sermon that I heard uh, a couple years ago. Uh, and it says, sometimes you will sow in one field and reap in another. You know, many times we think the person that we're going to help today in this moment, like they're going to be able to help us back. Well, many times that's not the case. You're going to help this person. And along the way, God's going to remind you of that thing that you did by bringing somebody into your life in a season where you really needed something. And they're going to be able to uh, plant that seed in you in that moment. So many times you have to understand, like, sometimes you have to just help people as you go, like, you don't need a reason to help people. If you know it's the right thing to do, then help that person, whether it's business, whether it's life, whether it's marriage, whatever the case may be, just help that person understand. They may not be able to help you, but there's going to come people down the road who's going to help you remind you of that thing that you did. So uh, I think this was awesome, but I think it was uh, awesome in the fact that it causes us to focus inward, you know, be vulnerable, be willing to change, be willing to ask those hardest questions. Because once you ask people to criticize you, you have to understand they're going to criticize you. And criticism isn't, isn't nice that you're hearing all the bad things about you, but at the same time, it reminds you that you have room to change. You have room to grow. And the fact that you're being open and vulnerable with your team is going to allow them to be open and vulnerable and transparent with you as well. So uh, I just look forward to doing this, not just with the team, but like with our kids and also with, with my wife, because I understand like my way isn't always the most effective way. But if I'm willing to be open to have that conversation, I know I can get better in a way that's going to serve both parties, me and that person who I'm trying to serve and help in that moment. So I hope you guys... Uh, got a lot out of this and I hope you just take what you learned today from this and actually go out and apply it within your team, within your marriage, within your parent or whatever relationship that you have, that you just go out and apply these things. Thanks Tay. That was good. I, I think, I think you're absolutely right. You know, it, it's one of those things where you, you have to bring it up, but I'm just going to give you gentlemen a great word of advice. Start with yourself First, ask your wife, what can I do better? As opposed to telling her what she can do better because that never works out. That never, never works out. Uh, come on, that was funny. I don't, I don't care who you are, that was funny. All right, so this whole conversation is on what's your motive? And his whole concept around the motive, you know, he gave us the five things that leader don't, leaders don't want to do. One was, you know, have uncomfortable conversations, two, running awesome meetings, three, managing your personal reports, 
for building a team and five, you know, repeating yourself constantly. These are the things that leaders don't like doing and they often put off on other people. <clears throat> but I think the most important thing that surrounds this whole, what is your motivation is the thought process of what leadership truly is, you know, because there's reward centered leadership, which is what most people want to be a leader for. They want to be a leader for the parking spot, for the accolades, you know, for their name being called first, for the trophy. They don't want to be a leader for the purpose of being responsible for other people. You know, the difference is reward-centered leaders are focused on themselves. And guys, your team and the people around you can pick that up faster than anything. Being a responsible and responsibility-centered leader is when you're focusing and leading others. And people can pick up on that too, especially when you're so authentic about it that they can feel that you are trying your hardest to help them develop and be successful. Uh, you have to know which one of those two leadership styles you are and work towards changing to focusing towards other. You know, he said, servant leadership is getting rarer and rarer. If we look at the next generation that's coming up, all they've been shown is leadership is all about the stuff. It's not about changing the lives of other people. He said, he wants to get to a point where servant leadership is the only type of leadership to where you don't have to say servant leader. You just say leader, you know, it's natural for all of us, you know, me included, to drift away from that. You know, our goal is to totally focus on other people. But by nature, we are all self-motivated and self-driven and self-concerned. So you have to constantly fight against that predisposition to fall back into it's all about me. And if you're not constantly battling that, you're already losing that fight. So now that you're watching this, we've brought it to your attention. You're aware. You can't say, I didn't know that. Now you're aware of it and you have to consciously make an effort to go away from that. You know, it's so hard for people and the three of us included to put others in front of ourselves. You know, because that's one of the main things that's a human character flaw is we focus on self. So you have to work at getting better and purposely going out of your way to, to help others and put others before you. The more people that you influence, the more chances you have to hurt. And I think like Tay said, when we're looking at you, we see the potential that you have. And I think a majority of the hurt is watching people not see that in themselves. And that's what drives us to help people so much is we know that if we can just get that light bulb to switch on, they're good to go. You're good to go. You can carry on yourself. It's when that light bulb doesn't switch. When we, when we switch the light bulb and the light bulb doesn't come on, that we get hurt because we so want your success for you. Have a bunch of stuff started here towards the end. Uh, so I'm just going to say these ones right now because they're amazing. Tell people what they can get better at in love 
so that they can be excited about growing. I want people to be excited about growing in the areas where they're not good because that just means they're going to be that much better. You know, we talk about focusing on your strengths more so than focusing on your weaknesses. But if you know where there's a small piece that you can grow, it totally makes everything better. You know, I say, you know, use the, the 80, 20 principle, spend 80% of your time on your strengths and 20% of the time on the things that you're not good at so that you're compounding what you're great at, but also you're not neglecting the things that you should be changing about yourself. Uh, the next one was, at the end of the day, are you exhausted and tired or are you exhausted and satisfied? The person that goes through life being exhausted and tired too many days in a row loses hope and falls into the trap of despair and depression. The person who is exhausted and satisfied or even exhausted and excited because they're moving in a specific direction will continue to work hard at that level because of the fact that they know that they're making progress. And guys, make sure that you reach up to the person that you're working with and your leader to ask them if you're progressing because sometimes when you're in the middle of it, you can't see it. You can't see your growth. That's why I think this, this question of what is the number one thing that I do awesome is great because of the fact that you may not know where you've been growing and somebody else can see that change in you. You know, when you get into this business, you don't realize that there's going to be all this personal development and all this stuff that changes your life where within just a few weeks, sometimes your friends will come back to you and go, I don't even know who you are anymore. And you should be like, hey, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, I've grown. Next one was going over people's charts constantly is important to progress. Because he said, make sure that you're going over your personal numbers and the numbers of other people so that you can help them grow. If you're not doing that, how do you know if you're growing? How are, how are you giving somebody on your team a roadmap to growth? That's why our company, It Works, is so amazing because we are systematized and we have a roadmap to help you get to where you want to be. You know, when you get into something, if they don't have a system or a plan in place, they're just like, hey, go out and get people. And you're like, well, how do I get to promotion? Go out and get people. That's great. But how do I get to promotion? Just go out and get people. You know, that will get tiring. The great thing is, is we have the charts to help you get to your next promotion. So when you go out and get people, you know, I need to put this person here. I need to help this person get a customer. I need this person over here to promote so that I can help promote. We have structure that allows us to see growth and have the results of it. Uh, I said on the Zoom last night with Pam, we're results-oriented business, where if you do this work, it should turn into results over here. If you're doing this work and it's not turning into the results, make sure you get with the person that you're working with to 
discover why you're not getting the results that you want because you're putting in the work and the work should translate into results. And if that result is going into your charts, you should see your progression and your promotions happen quickly. If you believe in something that is good and it helps people, you should shout it from the rooftops. Guys, that is what we're trying to do here. We find the good content to bring you to help you grow. Are you growing and then sharing this with your team, with your family, with somebody? Are you talking about what you've learned this morning? That's what we hope. We hope that you take this, you take it to your team, you grow, your team grows, your family grows, and it changes your life, guys. Thanks for coming on today. We can't wait to see you here again next time. Go out and make it an awesome day.